Warning, the Bonsai Beat contains explicit language and may not be suitable for all listeners or fans of Neo Genesis Evigallion. Several anime companies have gone bankrupt. 1,337 anime fans have been sued. All the while, the Bonsai Beat has been there to deliver you the latest in news, show reviews, and discussions from both the experienced and novice anime fans' point of view. And now, broadcasting from a deserted island so Funimation's lawyers can't find them, here are your hosts, Delokun and Zach. Hello, everyone. Yeah, it's my favorite time of the year where we cover the top five anime of 2017. It might not be your top five. It might not be the industry's top five. In fact, usually I only watch about a dozen or so shows in general, but I do love selecting my five out of those shows I watch. Yeah, uh, so. I was a little disappointed myself, too. I, you know, I, th- I thought I watched more, and I was like, I watched eight. <laughs> it's but, still enough to make a top five, unlike last year. Yes, I was like failure last year so (laughs) extreme fail top five failure you won't believe number four yeah nothing it was you (laughs) yes all right so uh just uh we've we've done the seven years in this seventh year doing this essentially the only rule is you had to watch it and um you know other than that start in the current year right now um oh no we do winter of 2016 as well Ah, so it can because that's technically end. that's still technically. Well, I guess that makes sense. Twenty seventeen, but if they, you have they to labeled. watch the whole show, you have to watch things that finished in twenty seventeen, right? That that too. So it could either start in twenty, it had to start in twenty seventeen, or finish in twenty seventeen. So like, if it was a rollover from spring or something, then yeah, or summer or whatever, fall, then yeah, it it counts. All right. Yep. So, None of mine got very technical this year, but I know in the past I've said, like, does this count? It's the second season of JoJo that started the year prior and ended in this year. Normally we have caveats, but yeah. this time I didn't. Um, yeah, so that's not many rules. And we like to go through and discuss briefly why we think it deserves a spot. Yep. So, so um, I will say, did you have any... Uh, I have a couple honorable mentions that I that I couldn't can add to the list. <laughs> oh, come on. You've seen eight things and you need to have honorable mentions. Yeah. What? What? Do you have your top five and then your honorable mentions are uh, six through eight? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> there, I, I'm imposing a new rule here. Um, if you watch less than 10 shows, no honorable mentions. Oh, man. But I was going to say the new the, the skirt anime with all the rape and, and stuff. That show was amazing. Or Net- how can, how, how Net- can the Suzo. rape anime get a top five spot? I mean, everyone needs to know about Netsuzo Trap. <laughs> Shit. All right, I guess I'll allow you to go first. My my list is pure. It doesn't need any honorable mentions this year. My, I only have one. And I was going to say the only one that I wanted to put an honorable mention because, you know, it, it's, it technically didn't do 2017. But we didn't get to watch it legally until 2017. And that was your name, you know. Yeah, the sh- the movie itself is like a year or two old, but we didn't get to watch it 
legally in, in America until this year. And I just want mm. to say that I really enjoyed the movie and, um, you know, just thought it meant more did a mention, but you know, it didn't make my top five. That's fair. Actually, hold on. Yet. Yeah. Oh, fuck. It did make my top five. It made number five. Wait, what's going on? How did you not know what was on your top five? I forgot. I thought I'd change it to something else. Do you have a new honorable mention? No. You, you somehow snuck by and went first. You're oh, like, all right, man. you start first this oh, year. Man. You then, know what? We should just edit all this out. And then you're like, oops, actually, I revealed my top five. Oh, which man. Is, you thought I... you only failed last year, but <laughs> this year, too. <laughs> Can't live it down. All right, all right. So number five. I guess I'll go second and talk about my, my number five. <laughs> which... Okay, so I cheated the system. I didn't take an honorable mention, but I tied two shows because they filled the same category, which is senseless comedy. It is both Aho Girl, also known as Idiot Girl or Dumbass Girl, um, which I enjoy. It's a 12-minute short, 13 episodes. Uh, the reason I love it is because the voice acting is so spot on. Uh, it subverts different tropes. Uh, the voice actress that does the main character does a million different impressions for the different shows they parody. And it's just amazing. It introduces characters as it goes instead of just telling you all the characters, which is a very smart way to do it if you're doing 12-minute episodes, right? You don't want the first two episodes being like, this is this guy, this is this girl. This You, you want them spread out. Um, so just a very well done short um, and senseless comedy. So funny. Uh, and then tied with it. Is Gabriel Dropout? Um, oh, I forgot about that show. The that show that's this on year? Reddit. It was on Reddit all the time. What was that? That was this year. Yeah, that, that was like the first season. I think it ended in April. But no, I, I love that show. It's it has parts that are a little too over the top for me, like the one of the angel girls being like a like a dominatrix almost. Dom, dom, I don't even know how to Yeah, say that it. was the one where she was like a perfect angel and then she got to Earth and was like, ah, oh, this sucks. I'm going to be a, an awesome person by playing games. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's mul multiple characters. There's the main girl who is the perfect angel and then becomes a gamer and shirks all of her duties. There's the devil who's really the stand-up person is the good girl who encourages them all to go to school. There's girl I didn't like, the angel who just like manipulates everyone. And then my favorite character, um, the trying to be evil devil, who just does a whole bunch of like random shit that isn't very evil, like not recycling and not doing her homework and she always gets picked on and it, it was funny, but I think still not in the caliber of Oppo Girl, but I enjoyed it as much almost, so I tied them. So that, that was my five. They both had a theme, and I figured they were both equally ranked. 
I would encourage both, or both of them to be viewed if you enjoy comedy anime. They're both good, but I think Aho Girl's easier to get into. It's paced correctly, they're short, and it's covering like a four-panel manga, so there's essentially like 40 short stories in 12 minutes, uh, or not in 12 minutes, but across the 13 12-minute episodes. So like, it's really good if you don't want to put a lot of time paying attention, you know? Like, each one's funny, it has its own story, and is over in like three minutes. It's like if anime had YouTube shorts, uh, but but it's very well done. I haven't seen a short that well produced, so I would recommend them both. Do you want to expound on your top five, or are you going to go to four? <laughs> no, I mean, I, I don't think there's a lot to say about there's not much to add to the your name critique at this point. Yeah. It's been fairly well reviewed. Yeah, and honestly, uh, we have, we reviewed in episode two thirty six. Go back and listen. So go ahead and do their number four. But you want me to go first now? Yeah, okay, go ahead. I'll do them back to back. It throws off everything. Oh, whatever. My number four, which is a show I uh, I liked a lot of the time and still look fondly and was happy it was part of this year. interviews with monster girls this show is just initially i got into it because i'm like oh cute monster girls and not in the overly sexy way that monsume did you know <laughs> where it's like the harpies a girl with huge tits and no clothes but um basically this one is about girls at high school with a role model mentor guy who's one of the teachers there and he's like the expert on monster girls uh, in this world they're rare uh, the school only has like three of them and they're ostracized uh, as if, you know, well, they are a different race, right? The show tackles issues like racism and uh, bullying and, you know, sticking up for your friends and having adults you can trust in your life. And I was just like very impressed with how mature and well done all the topics were. When I was surprised, like, I find myself fairly, I don't want to say snooty because that talks bad about me, but essentially... I'm the one that critiques shows for being not mature and too fan servicey. And then here's a show I went into because it had cute girls and looked funny. And then here it is like laying out like philosophical points about racism and bullying. <laughs> and like, it really surprised me in that regard is I'm not normally caught off guard because the show is more than it seemed, but this one was. So if you want, and, and at the end of the day, it's still funny and cute. But if you want a show that's, like, way more than that, um, I recommend Interviews with Monster Girls. All right. And I have reviewed it here. I don't know what episode. Uh, my number four was... Attack on Titan Season 2. And it took four years for Aaron and the rest of the Survey Corps to finally get back to our television screens. <laughs> uh, and I know there was tons of hype for Season 2, but it almost seemed like the community as a whole had moved on. I Actually, when I was looking through what aired this year, I completely forgot that Attack on Titan Season 2 had aired this. I thought it aired last year. Yeah, I mean, it was so short, and after such a long break, it's hard to remember the time continuum. <laughs> yeah. Um, I thought it was cool that we get to watch it on, you know, dubbed on Toonami, almost pretty much right, 
week to week. It was only a couple of episodes, a couple weeks behind it airing, you know, new. So uh, the show brought more story in depth. Uh, there was new stories and new, char- you know, new characters introduced. But it also seems like they fixed the problem with, you know, where, you know, the biggest rant we've always had about that show was the talking. You know, episode of just them talking. Oh, yeah. but, Let's talk about how we're going to plug the wall. Yeah, exactly. But I said they did take the show and go from 25 episodes of the first season down to 12 for the second. So, you know, they obviously had a lot less time to to do shit like that. Yeah, so there you go. Dagger Titan Season 2. Uh, that's, that's a good one. My number three is... One, two, one. So Kakaguri, or Compulsive Gambler, or I orgasm, think that might just be the subtitle. Or, orgasm Gambler. Orgasmic Gambler. This show is a guilty pleasure. It's up there with High School DxD. So it's smart because it handles things well that I enjoy as an economist, I guess, like game theory. But essentially they're gambling and there's a certain amount of risk and outcomes, like all games, and then they take a risk. But the main character, uh, which... I can't remember the name of, but that's okay. It's not a review. The main character is a girl who's just obsessed with gambling. She gets off by gambling. Uh, the show does not hold back in showing her all sweaty and her boobs busting out and her getting all drooly over the thought of gambling. Uh, but the show is smart in other ways. Come on, I think um, it's a chick fingering herself with a gun to her head. Oh, yeah, well, that's a, that's a separate issue. <laughs> <laughs> there's the girl who loves Russian roulette and uh, the fear of death turns her on but uh, that's not the whole theme of the show I guess but each each person's into gambling in the school and it takes the route of food wars where the main girl who gets off on just gambling in general risks unseen risks uh, wants to beat all the student council members so she's good at gambling but for different reasons than everyone else everyone else tries to cheat in some way and she beats them all and it's like a very exciting sports anime in the same way that Kaijo could be an exciting sports anime, even though, you know, it's just tits and asses and them knocking each other off. But I would defend that show as being a good sports show and this show as being a good competition show because fan service aside, uh, some people are just really good at writing intense conflicts in small rooms over games, you know? So I'm very invested in the characters. It looks ridiculous and fun. And they announced season two recently, so... I love that show. The ending was kind of like a non-committal ending, but I guess it makes sense because we're getting season two. So I, I, I enjoyed I enjoyed Kakiguri, but it got kind of like okay, how are they cheating now? Okay, how are they cheating now? You know what I mean? Like it was never just like can't just someone play a fair fucking game? Right. The ending is ridiculous, but it's it's fun. It's a fun show. Fair enough. My number three is. Season 2. Picking up where Season 1 left off, I felt we had more fun and more hilarity as the gang tries to leave the starting area. 
Possibly. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, it was a total blast to come back to this anime, just to learn more about Aqua and Darkness and, and our favorite, Mege Megumin. I remember watching season one very quickly, and I was pleasantly surprised to see that season two was coming back so quick. Sadly, season three hasn't been announced yet. That kind of sucks. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, you want to get more? We reviewed it. Yeah, it's a, it's a fun one. Yeah. Fun show. Yeah. Good fucking, good fucking show. <laughs> and now, my top two are both romance shows. Not something I would describe myself as normally, you know, a romantic. I don't know if an anime romanticist exists, but uh, essentially, I really enjoyed the show. Like, Toradora is one of my favorite shows, and that's romance drama, mostly drama. But So when I got into shows that were more purely romance, I wasn't sure if I'd like them, but here we go. They're on my list. And number two, I have... children, which that's like a tons of S's and Z's, so that's my best guess. I always thought it was Sundere children. Yeah, it's certainly <laughs> not that, but <laughs> they do have one Sundere character in the whole show, but essentially it's a collection of short stories between six different couples. There's no overlapping of couples. There's no misogyny, but um, basically they're fun, but romance at the same time so there's one couple that's silly that was my favorite where they've been dating for a year but they've never really done anything they haven't kissed or anything and um they're always like we're so in tune with each other and we know everything and then the guy like does a handgun he's like bang and she like pretends to die and he's like see everything she i do she reads perfectly and then she's thinking like they keep doing like the monologuing thing during this it's like they're talking to the viewer but also either at or away from each other, you know, depending on what they want to share. So it's, it's this cool way of directing where it's like, it's just two people on the scene, but you get to hear what they're thinking as well as what they're saying to each other. And she's like, well, I really wish you'd kiss me. We've been friends forever, and now we've been dating for a year, and I try to appease them, you know, like, no matter what he does, like, burps really loud, I don't care, like, fakes the handgun thing, I play along, but, you know, I wish we were more of a couple. So then, like, as the show progresses, each couple gets, like, a spot on the show. You know, it's a full-length show. They each get, like, a small segment, and then it moves on. So, like, the first week, you get that episode. And then the second week, it's, like, um, he reveals more about why they're acting as friends rather than a couple. And there's a whole bunch of different couples. There's um, the, like, badass gal. Not really. I mean, she might be the gal stereotype, though I'm so confused as to what that means. Um... But basically she smokes outside and she cares about looking good and this nerd guy comes up to her and tells her she's ugly and she shouldn't be smoking because it's against the rules and like <laughs> i don't want to use the word neg because that's been like perverted in dating culture i suppose but essentially he puts her in her place and she's like well no one's actually approached me they mostly think i'm scary or they just compliment me to try to get on my good side and he's like, yeah, but despite all those failures, I still think you're pretty cute. And she, like, blushes. And, like, he's like, I want to date someone because I'm really good at school. And this would be a fun challenge, you know, another thing to conquer. 
So, like, he's taking the ridiculous approach of, like, it's another thing to study. And she's just, you know, the girl that's used to being sucked up to as the popular girl. And now someone's being honest with her. And then there's a bunch of short stories. So, uh, if it was a real review, I'd cover all, perhaps, the couples. But I went into it looking for another romance show after I finished my top one, or the number one spot on this list, which you'll hear soon. And I was pleased. I thought the short story format was very good and relates to the one in my top one spot because after the credits or the end song of each episode in my number one, they would play a short scenario between the minor characters. So like the minor characters in the show were dating as well. And they would play like a funny clip between them. And I'm like, that's really interesting. I like how this lets you know more about the minor characters in the short comedy way. And this show is like, that end scene done into a whole show, so I loved it. Uh, it's feel good, it's romance, it's comedy, and it's animated really differently and colorful. So, Surizuri Children, that's T S U R E Z U R E. Look it up if you want, uh, like, well put together show with lots of interesting couple dynamics. All right, my number two. Scum's Wish. I love watching Scum's Wish. Uh, it was a unique setting for the terrible, selfish characters. The story, everything was just great. Um, I enjoyed it immensely. We reviewed this show in episode 237. So if you want to get further into it, but I just really like Scum's Wish. Um, thought it was something that, you know, we didn't normally see. Yeah, it's very like take no prisoners in its storytelling. It's it's adults in theme yes. and doesn't doesn't make it like doesn't dance around it. Nope. I liked it. It's it's gritty. It's gritty and the characters are shitty. That rhymes, but it's uh I, I love that show as well just because it doesn't sugarcoat things and it makes you hate characters and too many shows just try to make all their characters likable so it can sell merchandise and you know it can be popular for having popular characters but this show is like you know we're gonna make shitty people and let you watch them interact and it was fun yeah not even shitty people it's like mm, natural people you know natural people have flaws it was fun to see characters flaws so yeah Fun review, too, I think, if I remember correctly. Fun show to talk about. My top show. Suki Gakire. Uh, the Moon is Beautiful. It's one we talked about just last episode, huh? encouraging you to watch it. And Yep. Um, it's a show I picked up because once again, I'm like, you know what? I saw Toradora. I saw White Album. I like romance, I guess, in some regard. And like one is clearly a comedy and one's clearly a drama. Uh, but they both have elements of romance. So I'm like, I'm going to try a real romance. Is that different than the ones I enjoy? And that was my question to myself. And turns out it is different, but this one's very good. So... It covers basically a guy and a girl 
in junior high. The U.S. would call it junior high. They call it middle school. They're like grade nine, I think. Or we might call it. It doesn't matter what uh, we call grade it. Grade nine would be high school here. Yeah. Yeah, the, the different states break it up different. They're essentially young adults in eighth or ninth grade. Um, and they start dating eventually. But so it's, it covers two main characters and their groups of friends and how they deal with it. And the greatest part of the show, to me, is the use of modern technology. There's so many misunderstandings that happen in anime because people don't have phones for whatever reason. Like White Album, it's like, oh, I have to chase the girl to the airport because I don't know what kind time or flight is. Well, I mean, you do if you have access to the internet on your smartphone. You know, you look up uh, how many flights can be going from, you know, whatever city in Japan to whatever city in Japan, right? You would just look, Google it. Um, so here, whenever they want to talk to each other, they do it through Line, which is, I don't know, there's plenty of different things, right? There's WhatsApp, WeChat, yeah, uh, or just normal like, texting, but essentially is, it's a texting. Yeah, Line's big in Japan. I don't know if it's Line still as big as it used to be in Japan, but that was like the popular yeah. thing. I know like in, some, like in Europe, it's WhatsApp. In China, it's WeChat. But Japan's line. So essentially it's glorified texting with like emoticons and pictures. Um, so they use that a lot. And they're hesitant about doing it because, you know, like, I don't know. I don't even know if texting and not everyone can relate to it because it depends how much you use texting. But it captures the texting relationship very well where it's like you go to school and you do normal school things. And no one wants to be too involved with your girlfriend right away at that young age. Usually you want to spend more time with, you know, your friends that are guys. And then you say hi to each other and do boyfriend and girlfriend things. But then most of your relationship when you're in junior high takes place over the phone. Um, you either text them or call them or message like, yeah. So the fact that anime made good use in a romance setting and it was so relatable because it's like, yeah, most of the relationship was outside of school um, where you had to contact the person. And then it actually has an ending, too, which I appreciate in anime. So, um, very well done anime. My only complaint is the CGI is fucking weird in it. Um, they'll have, like, scenes where they cut outside of school and, like, the main characters will be walking. And everyone else will be walking like a robot because they use CGI for everything else and it looks ridiculous. So, I mean, you'll watch it because it's a good show. You'll watch it soon and you'll, you'll know what I'm talking about because... It's the most jarring thing. I don't know why they did this. The animation looks weird in general, but eventually it looks good. Like, it's well done, but looks different. But then their use of CGI in it's just awful. I don't I don't know what was happening there. Hmm. It's actually laughable, too. It was like, my brother saw me watching part of it. And it was like a particularly bad case of CGI. He's like, this show looks interesting. So he sat for like five minutes and then... And then it like cut to one of the outside scenes, and he's like, "What the hell is this? The same show?" Because like he was on his phone, <laughs> and I'm like, "Yeah, this is their use of CGI. It's it's not very good." But um, that's one I very much enjoyed, and is a romance show that I can safely say I enjoyed as much as White Album Two and as much as Toradora. So there's certainly some good romance shows out there that aren't just all about. I don't know, pursuing best girl, pursuing the girl that is the cutest or that you feel the need to protect her. This is just young boys and girls trying to figure out dating in general and felt real and you cheer for both the characters because it's like a very sweet romance story. Much better romance than like a silent voice had, which is will not be, spoiler, not be appearing on my list. And I, I 
don't think it would be appearing on yours either because there's no way it's number one. So what yeah. is your number one? My number one was... Love and Lies. Aha, good. It wasn't Silent Voice. <laughs> no. I was enthralled with this show. Even though I had a lot of uh, issues with the basic story premise. But I definitely uh, wanted to watch each and every week. I was really excited to watch it every week. And the show always, also made you always choose, like, Best Girl. That was really fun. Oh, no. After I just bashed the Best Girl shows. Um, I still want to know what was happening week to week. I still want to know what's going to happen uh, to the characters and everything else going on. I enjoyed the show so much, I even started buying the manga. Wow. Is the manga further? Have you read further? No, it's only like episode volume two or three out right now. It's not very far at all. Okay. But it it follows the same story? Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm trying to figure... No, it follows it, yeah. I'm trying to figure out, though. I haven't been able to find the, hey, start at manga volume X to continue the story on. Ah. But I I just really, really, really like this show. I just thought it was so much fun. That I think I like the voice actor for Chiaki or for, for uh, the main character. Yeah, Love and Lies. I really, really liked it, and I, it was not everybody's cup of tea. It was just it, really fun week to week, and like being on Reddit, and like being with people, like oh, what's gonna happen? Oh, this is amazing. This, that, the other thing. Like it was just a really fun show. I just really, really liked it. I mean, it's not a well-received show. It's in, not in general. What what's it what's it what's it up to right now on like mail? Like six point eight. Oh really? Most most shows that are considered decent like get above seven. So I, I mean, think it, I can definitely see that. I mean, like my biggest complaint was the fucking like premise itself of like, oh they both love each other but they never talked to each other or did anything together, but then all of a sudden it's like oh I want your D. Yeah, well, there's just a problem of a lot of romance, and also the the government rules sound poorly defined from what you've described. So far, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, that doesn't deny it can deserve favoritism. It is fun to watch, but... No, I I mean, I just really enjoyed it. I was enthralled with the story. I just really, really Mm -hmm. enjoyed watching it. And uh, don't get me wrong, it's not going to be everybody's cup of tea. Um, You know, even I was just like, fuck, this... The beginning episode is, like, really fucking tough to get over, like... Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it's like, okay. Similar I to like Scum's it. Wish. Like, I can't claim Scum's Wish was, like, a extremely well-written story, but, man, it is fun to see the characters devolve their lives, you know? <laughs> Make poor decisions. Yeah, and I mean, to be honest, like, I'm so far beyond... I'm doing... 12, 12 years now of watching anime? 13 mm-hmm. years of watching anime? And... It's kind of the point where I am very, 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 very picky, and and it's I guess you call burnout a little bit, but this show. (laughs) What's that? Jaded. Yeah, maybe I am jaded. But you're viewing everything through the twelve-year lens. You're like, well, this one did it better. Yeah, exactly. So it has Um, to be interesting because it probably won't. Yeah, and I and I really thought that the premise itself of the rules and. 
things like that made it interesting. And I just, you know, it was a fun show. It was like Erased with last year, like last year with Erased. Mm-hmm. You know? So, um, yeah, Love and Lies. Cool. We had, yeah. we had so much romance on our list. I did, and I'll be honest, like... We, we both did. <laughs> we both well, had I mean, I, I generally like the romance-type stuff, so, I mean, I'm going to gravitate towards it. And I'll be honest, I didn't do a very good job this year of, like, watching a lot of anime, let alone, like... I've thought about looking at Made in the Abyss. Now that you mentioned that, hey, it's on Amazon Prime, I'm at least mm-hmm. now going to be able to go check it out. Um, the, 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 you're number one. I'm going to definitely check out here shortly. Yeah, um, Tsuki Gaiki, right? It's yeah. a good romance. Uh, I started watching that Suzuru Children show back uh, in summer of you know, 2017. And you know, I, I liked it, but it was like one of those, like, eh, I don't like it enough to keep watching it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's definitely a lot of good stuff in 2017, and I'll be honest. Sometimes I always wonder, like, my list, you know, it really doesn't stack up usually with what the general consensus of the anime community. But on the other hand, it's like there's people out there that watch anything and everything, and it's like I don't have that luxury, let alone yeah. the time to want to do that. It's weird because some things really do align with the general consensus. Like you have Konosuba season two. I have uh, Gabriel dropout. So it's weird. Like, I, I see my tastes overlap with the norm, but then there's some shows that just people can't get into. So. Yeah. And it's probably the hallmark of, like you said, uh, viewing it for a long time. Like, anything greater, like, three years and more is, like, longer than the average anime fan, right? So Yeah, and I mean, to be honest, like, looking through my, my anime list, like, I was looking through this list tonight, like, trying to figure out, like, shit, you know, what what did I watch this year? You know? And I watched stuff mm-hmm. that was older that I can't talk about, obviously, because, you know, it's, it's, you know, 2017 anime. But I was looking through stuff, and I was like, what's the oldest show I've watched? The oldest show I watched was from 1986, Project Aiko. I got stuff through, it literally goes from 86, 87, 88, 90, like every year. 91, 90, I don't have anything in act, wow. Actually, nope, there it is, 92, 93, 94. So yeah, I've watched stuff for the last, you know, so what is it? You've had 30 years of anime viewing. Yeah, and I mean, I'm not saying I've watched it all, obviously not, I've only watched... 298 shows right now is on my completed list. But I, that, I, you know, I, I I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, 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 think, just, I think that's it's, the it's natural interesting. conclusion. It's interesting, though, because it's like, I feel like when I started the show in 2008, like, anime was dying. Everyone was like, oh, anime's dying. Anime's dying. Oh, my God. This, that, and the other thing. And it's just crazy to look now. We're in 2018. Anime is so fucking easy to get a hold of. There's anime um, on Crunchyroll, Hulu, Funimation, you know, all these sites. Amazon. Uh, Amazon, yeah. Like, there's more shows being produced every fucking season, it feels like. I mean, it's season just season is like 50. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's crazy. Um, you know, so, um, but yeah, I, I think you're right where it's because I am a bit jaded because it's just like, I don't want to waste my time, 
But then I hear things about like Made in Abyss, but it's just like I've been burned by the popular show before. Where it's like, yeah, I don't. I'm done with the cute girls doing things. I've mm-hmm. watched those shows. I watched Moe. I, you know, I I always think of um, what the fuck is it? Uh, K-On. There you go. Yeah. Girl, you saw girl, the girl. rise and the rise and fall of Moe. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, K-On, uh, and other shows like that. You know, just I've been Lucky there, done Star. that. Lucky Star is not Moe. Well, okay. <laughs> I mean, it is, but it it's is, a but it isn't. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so I mean, that's I mean, at the end of the day, anime is an entertainment form. It's a medium, right? Yeah. So I'm not necessarily uh, five years in or, you know, however many years you're in. Um, you're not looking for something. Sorry. <laughs> thought ruined. No, you're not looking for something that perfected a genre. You're looking for something that appeals to you and is entertaining. Um, yeah. As yeah. the new viewer, you have the luxury of examining all the classics that are held in high regard because you have no lens for what that genre is, you know? Exactly. So, but now that I know what I like in romance, I'm just going to watch the romance shows that appeal to me. I don't need to see the greatest one. Yeah, and that's exactly it. Like, I, I'm still surprised. Like, you still have yet to finish Cowboy Bebop. <laughs> okay. I don't get out of that. It's true. I don't know what's great about the space odyssey, the space western story. So I do have to finish that. You know, but yeah, you're right. I mean, I've watched not everything. I mean, I... I've watched most of Full Metal Pan. Or no, sorry, I'm, I'm reading something. Um, I've watched most of Full Metal Alchemist, but I have never finished it. I just haven't cared to, you know. But mm-hmm. when I'm looking for new stuff to watch, I tend to like pick stuff like, oh, yeah, I, I kind of generally like this to, this genre. I'll be honest, I'm kind of at the point now where it's like, I don't, I'm kind of like set my ways, you know, like, ah, I like the show. Yeah. He's a crotchety old man. I am. I like my anime, damn it. Yeah. Get off his anime lawn. <laughs> All right. Well, that is our top five for 2017. Is there anything you're looking for in 2018 that you think might be a contender or anything you're looking forward to in 2018? Uh, well, it's hard to just say in general because I don't know everything that's coming out. But uh, Overlord 2, I am excited to see a show make a compelling video game show, you know? You have Sword Art, which isn't great. Excel World, I like better. Uh, Log Horizon. In 2018, I hope they make a gaming show that I'm actually into, that I actually don't think is ridiculous. And season one of Overlord was pretty good, so I'm hoping season two is as well, uh, being in that category. Also, I hope for more romance shows. I I didn't know I was a sucker for romance, so... Give me a romance show that isn't just predicated on some dumb trope. Like, I don't. Like, the short stories are fine, but I don't want, I don't know, like your example for gamers, I don't want nerd guy gets girl that's ashamed of playing games or whatever. It's like, I just want two awkward people trying to figure out a relationship that's both interesting and relatable, you know? So, um, yeah. That's that's what I'm hoping for. Yeah. Less less moe, more interesting stories that are realistic. I mean, I'm definitely excited for One Punch Man too. Um, there's a new season of you know Attack on Titans. They're not they're not waiting for you know four years again. 
Um, Steins Gate Zero could be really interesting. Okay, that'll probably be on my top. Yeah, <laughs> I do love Steins Gate a lot. There's a new Code Geass, which I'm yeah, yeah excited for, but not like... Everyone's crossing their fingers for that. Though. Like, that could go anyway. <laughs> Um, you know, it's more so, I'll be honest, you know, we, we rag on Sword Art Online, I'm gonna watch it. There's a, mm-hmm. there's a no Same. So we watched the movie. Yeah. Um, oh, the Real Life OVAs are, are coming out this year, too. I'm looking forward to finishing up that show. Um, you know, I watched that last year, in 2016, so. Um, a new High School DxD? Hell Yeah. That's my favorite English dub. I'll have to wait longer than when it comes out because I immensely love the English version. But oh yeah, new FLCL uh, too. Really looking forward. Not really looking forward to, but I, I'm very interested to see what they do with it because FLCL is one of those shows that, like, just you, you know, it's it aired on Adult Swim. It it's was, weird. And yeah, short. it's a weird short show, <laughs> and it's like it was fine. And they're like, hey guys, we're doing another one. Yeah. I hope they know what they're getting into. Um, also, Data Live 3, I know how much you love that. Ah, oh, <laughs> shit. Space Quake Girls. Uh, yeah, there's, there's definitely some interesting stuff. Index Season 3, which if it has a lot of uh, Misaka and Mikoto, the railgun, I'll love it. But You know, there's that just, Persona 5 coming out. Are you going to watch that? Oh, yeah, so I, I recently finished the game after a whole year nearly, um, and I liked it a lot. And I actually, it, it renewed some of my enjoyment for the Persona series, and I was going to go back and watch all the movies, because I only watched, or for three. Uh, they adapted Persona 3 into four movies, and I watched the first one, and it did a good job telling of the game. Uh, so I downloaded those, so I'll probably be talking about those soon, because I want to rewatch those. As far as 5 goes... I'd watch the show, but at the same time, I've never watched four because, like, my playing through of four was thorough enough. But, that... Yeah, but that's the thing, though. So I did watch four. Mm-hmm. Me and Zelda really, really liked it when it came out. Mm-hmm. Hold on. Four, three. It had to have been four. four was the one with yeah. the with the you're the cop cop's uncle. With your your uncle was the cop, right? <laughs> you're the cop's uncle. Yeah, your uncle's the cop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cop. it is four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In Inaba. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that was four. Yeah. So me and Zaldar, like, we're watching that week to week when that came out. We're both huge Persona Four marks. Um, right. So yeah, the game's great, uh, but the game but is it does a great. But this is my whole point, though. Sorry. Um, my whole point was, like, you could fucking watch the anime and you have no reason to play the game. Literally, it's the game verbatim done in anime, without all the you know. With without all the excess baggage, it's got the core <laughs> story down of right. You know, and I mean, it's probably I'd, five. So here, here's perhaps an unpopular opinion. I don't think the story in Persona games is very compelling. I don't think it's good storytelling. Um, so they have unique central themes, but overall, it's very simple. You interact with people. Uh, something happens where you overcome adversity for a character. You do that a whole bunch of times, and then you confront a villain. And that's how every game works. All, all, all the ones I've played, 3, 4, and 5. So that's not very good storytelling, um, I think. So would I want to watch a show where it's just the story? I mean, it'll be cool because there's cool action, and I like the characters. I like and, the music. Yeah, the music is great. 
But the point is, it's like, the story is not its strong part. So the fact that it's a show that mainly is telling the story, it's not that great. Mm-hmm. Um, so no, that's that's too harsh of a criticism. I'm sure I would still enjoy it. So I'm going to watch three. I've played the game, but it's been a while. So I'm going to watch the movies for three. Yep. I don't know if I'd watch five right away. I thought the storytelling in the game was fine. And the gameplay was fun ish it it drags on but it it was fun enough that i don't think just the story is the best part of the game so yeah it's interesting i know my number one for this year is gonna be the new full metal panic invisible i have been anxiously anxiously for years being teased for new full metal panic and then it never coming to fruition you know Mm. for years it's been oh the author has a f- something to say, or here's a teaser for something Full Metal Panic related, and then nothing. And now we're months, we're literally three months away next season of full, new Full Metal Panic. Oh, wow, yeah. It's going to be a whole new show Invisible Victory. Yep. So I am fucking stoked and i you know i really really hope it does well because do you think they can fuck it up do you think they'll fuck it up like combat butler no because every every they uh, i don't know you know i mean like i (laughs) i regard both season one season two and fumafu as really good and i especially liked season two full metal panic uh the second raid where I felt mm. like Sosuke grew up, you know, they have adult themes, but yet they have the comedy still. Um, and yeah, a little bit silly, but still like, this is one of the shows that got me into anime. So I think I also look at it through very, very rose tinted glasses, but mm-hmm. I've also watched this show at least four times and I still enjoy it every time. So, for me, like, I am just excited. Although I am kind of sad because it's the first time I'm going to watch it in Japanese. Because I've been able to watch everything in dub. Uh, Oh, yeah. So, I'm curious to see if... uh, I'm really hoping Funimation does a simul dub. Which I have a pretty idea that they probably will. I mean... This is a big one. Yeah. But, yeah, no, I, I hope it goes well. Yeah, me too. There's some shows I only watch in English, uh, so I would wait if it's like DXD. Yeah. DXD, I'm gonna have to wait, but yeah, it's exciting. Yeah, exciting well, I mean, new year. 20, 2018 could definitely be really, really fucking good for a lot of sequels. Mm-hmm. And I really hope a lot of it. Like I saw quite a bit of Cold Geass on there, and you know I'm excited for that. I remember just plowing through Cold Geass, loving it. So. We shall see this time next year. Yeah, that's that's still actually... We talked about last time how I forced my parents to watch Perfect Blue, but that's the show I choose for young adults. And people, I know some younger people that ask me, like 16 to 18, and like, if I wanted to get into anime, what would I watch? And Code Geass is actually the one I tell them because I showed it to my friend in undergrad who hates anime in general. Mm-hmm. He doesn't like anime, but he was just hooked. And he's like, I love this show. So it changed his whole opinion on anime. And What was it like, though? As a person? Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, what was it about the anime that he's like, oh, my God, this is amazing. 
I'm guessing oh. it was probably like the cliffhangers and shit. Yeah, no, it was the cliffhangers and the characters. He thought Lelouch was like the perfect protagonist, the perfect anti-hero, you know? Mm-hmm. He liked how badass and uh, self-serving he was. And it has, he still tells people, I hear him talk to people and see like posts like, that's the best ending I've ever seen on TV. It's he, he watches a bunch of normal shows. He's very much the jock, you know, who plays football and stuff in mm-hmm. college. And he, he still tells all of his friends, like, if you want to see the best ending in TV, it's Code Geass. Wow. <laughs> so, and I mean, he's right. And that's why I recommend it. It's a compelling story with great characters. It's easy to get into. The only off-putting part is giant robots, probably, to me. Yeah, but I'm thinking of that scene. It has, where trying to it has one of the best pizza. endings, which is why everyone's holding their breath for the new one. It's like, are you going to ruin the, the best ending in anime, perhaps? Yeah. Exciting stuff. Yep. All right. Well, that is that. That's a wrap. That's a wrap. All right, everybody. Thank you very much for listening. This has been the Bonsai Beat Podcast. If you have any feedback, head over to bonsaibeat.com and leave a comment on the show notes for this episode. While you're there, you can also find our review index, which has a list of all the anime that we've reviewed on the Bonsai Beat Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to add us to your favorite podcatcher. You can find links to do that on our website. Otherwise, we're also on iTunes and Stitcher Radio if that's easier for you. Once again, this is the Bonsai Beat Podcast. Thank you for listening. And if you have any other questions or comments, you can send them to bonsaibeat at gmail.com.